0: And then I want you to notice down in verse 34 again, we have the word unto the day. And uh, I want to preach this morning on the Lord's way is day by day. The Lord's way is day by day. Chris, Chris uh wrote a song, and you remember the song. He didn't sing it as much as Christy Lane did one day at a time. And that was a great song. And uh, even though songs are great, uh, you can finally wear them out. And uh, we went to church years ago and had this lady and she always sung one day at a time. And uh, it was good on the start, but it finally got tired after a while. Uh, but the Lord's way is day to day. And uh, we all worried too much. That's what the Lord is saying here in these verses. The Lord's trying to say don't don't worry. And it's almost humanly impossible for people like you and me that are made of flesh not to worry about some things. But we all worry too much. We're like the man that I read about that years ago that the man he always worried. And uh, this man had four freezers full of every kind of vegetable and everything that could be froze. He had four large freezers full of vegetables and food. He had a smokehouse, and for our younger crowd, that was a building out back where that you would hang the hams. And Miss Sally knows all about it. And and uh, and he had a smokehouse that was hanging full of hams. I, but he was worried. He walked around worried. And a man said, What are you worrying about? He said, Well, I'm worried we're going to run out of anything to eat. And he said, uh, "He Why, well, man? He said, You've got four freezers full and you got a smokehouse full. And he said, Yes, but what after that? Uh, and uh, so many times uh, we worry about things that we need not be worried about. Uh, And I'll never forget years ago, I walked into the house where my mother lived across the road from me and I walked in unannounced one evening like you do at your parents' homes and I I walked in and I could tell that mother uh, had been crying. And uh, there was a Bible in there, but there also was a magazine because my mother had Parkinson's uh, and so she got all the magazines and updates about uh, Parkinson's. Uh, and uh, I never asked her what was wrong or anything like that, uh, but she got up to go out of the room, and I and I noticed the uh, Parkinson's magazine where it was open at, just glancing at the headlines of the article, and then I noticed that her Bible where it was open at. And the Bible was open at where I read this morning, uh, but her Parkinson's magazine was wrote of uh, people with Parkinson's and how... That, uh, that got worse and what you could expect and all of that. I, I think I put two and two together and I think I realized that my mother had been reading about what was coming down the pike uh, uh, what she could be looking forward to uh, and uh, that probably made her weep. Uh, uh, but then I, I noticed that she had read in, in the Matthew 6 where the Bible said, Don't take no... Fall to tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Amen. Uh, uh, Jesus' way uh, is day by day. Amen. I want us to look at this this morning, and uh, we won't be too long this morning. That always makes everybody happy. But in the Bible, in Acts chapter 17, the Bible tells us over there in verse 11. And the Bible said, these were more noble than those in Thessalonica. Talking about these Christians, these believers there. And he said, uh, in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Well, every preacher likes a crowd like that. And searched the scriptures daily whether those things were to be so. You know, one of the things that you and I, we don't need to worry so much about trying to get all the way through the Bible. I think it's wonderful to read the Bible all the way through. And uh, I've done that several times. I'm in process of doing it again. But I like what one preacher said a long time ago. He said, it's not so important that you get through the Bible, uh, but that the Bible gets through you. Uh, And uh, it's that we read the Bible and able to apply the Bible in our life. But our scripture says uh, uh, that the Bible should be searched and the Bible should be read daily. Amen. I I believe that. Amen. I think one of the things that you and I need to do day by day is we need to read some of the Word of God. When you and I read the Bible, that is God uh, uh, talking to us. Amen. Uh, I read the years ago the illustration, uh, and it was really a, an actual happening that a man went over to Africa or one of those foreign countries, and he had won some people to the Lord, and he'd taught them about uh, how to pray. And uh, they'd have their Bible study, and then they'd go out into the jungle to pray. He said he could always tell the ones that were backslidden because weeds begin to grow up in their path. Uh, uh, how's your path look today? But he said one day he went out there and he said he he looked and that native that had been saved was sitting there and he would look down and he would read his Bible. And then he'd look up for a while and then he'd look back down. And uh, the missionary couldn't figure out what he was doing so when his time got done he'd come out and he said, uh, he said I noticed you in there. And he said, you'd look up for a while. And then he said, you'd look down for a while. And he said, well, when I look up, he said, I'm talking to God. But he said, when I looked down, uh, he said, God's talking to me. Amen. And uh, we need to read the Bible every day uh, uh, because God wants to speak to us. Our little girl come in and she said, Mama, I want to ask you something, Mama. She said, what is it, darling? Uh, uh, she said, is the Bible God's book? Uh, and she said, yes, it is, honey. And she said, why don't you read it then, Mama? And I want you to know that you and I, we have God's book. Amen and uh, we have God's Word. I was preaching at a camp meeting years ago, and back in those days I always used a red Schofield Bible. And I was preaching that night, and the Lord just somewhere in the message, the Lord brought it to my mind that so many people say that God never speaks to them. God never speaks to them. And I took that red Schofield Bible, and I said, if you'll look, I said, this leather here looks like two big lips. And I said, the reason God never speaks to some of you is you never open His mouth. Uh, And if you'll open God's mouth, He'll speak to you. Amen? Uh, uh, The Bible is uh, the Word of God. Thank God for the Bible. The Bible is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, dividing the of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow, a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Uh, Uh, The Bible, we don't read the Bible, the Bible reads us, amen, Uh, uh, amen. You see, some men, Dr. Grady, I'll have his books here in a few weeks, and he's wrote a lot of books, Uh, and uh, men, uh, they write books, men make books, Uh, uh, but God's book makes men, amen. Uh, uh, When you read God's book, it makes men and women for God, amen. And I'm highly in favor uh, that we take a good portion of the Word of God every day that we read the Bible. Amen. Uh, It'll make you wise. The Bible said it can make you wise unto salvation. But it'll make you wise about a lot more things than just salvation. Amen. It'll teach you about your family. It'll teach you how to be a husband or a wife. Uh, uh, It'll teach you how to raise your children. Amen. It'll tell the children how they're to respond to the parents. Uh, uh, We took Bible out of the school, but the big tragedy was when we took it out of the home. Amen. Uh, uh, And we don't have no Bible reading going on anymore. But you and I, we need to daily read the Word of God. Amen. I'm telling you to help you. Uh, you see, the Bible is our spiritual food. And uh, just like physically, you have to eat every day, several times a day. Amen. I'm a diabetic, and they say that you're supposed to eat every three hours, but I don't want to take no chances, so I eat every hour. Amen. I, I, but I want you to know listen. I want you to know the Bible is the Word of God. The Bible is the Manna that God sent down from heaven. Uh, you know what? You know how they gathered that Manna. They gathered it every day, uh, and uh, you can't read your Bible enough on Sunday to get you through the rest of the week. You got to gather it every day like they did the Manna. Amen. Uh, Thank God for the bread from heaven. I believe the Bible said that give us this day our daily bread. Amen. Uh, we are to daily uh, uh, take in the word of God if we're to be the strong Christian that God wants us to be. Amen. Look over in Psalms 86 and look at verse three, "Be merciful unto me, O Lord, I cry unto thee daily. Not only are we to read the Bible every day, not only is it Jesus' way of reading and getting the Word of God every day, but the Bible way is also a praying way. And the psalmist said, Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I will cry unto thee daily. We said when you read the Bible, that's God talking to you. But when you pray, that's you talking to God. Do you talk very much to God? The psalmist said here that I cry unto thee daily. Amen. Why, there's so much I don't know. But Jeremiah 33 and 3 said, Call unto me and I'll answer thee and show thee great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Amen. Uh, Sometimes I don't know which way to go, what direction to take. Amen. i I I tell you how to find the answers. Call unto God. uh, And He'll show you which way you need to go. Amen. I believe that. I live that way. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 5 said be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving and supplication to God. Let your your needs be known unto God. Amen. And the Bible said the peace of God that passeth all understanding to keep your heart and mind through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I pray about everything. My son, I don't know... uh, I don't know how much of you care or how much you know this, and, but I had to get dentures. So now, I'm a false prophet. My name's Ricky Prophet. But when I went to the dentist, the dentist said, he said, we got, we got, uh, we got several things that's going to happen. He said, we're going to extract your teeth and he said, we're going to give you a temporary set. And he said, I said, what can I do with them? He said, nothing. He said, you won't be able to eat with them. You won't be able to preach with them. You won't be able to do nothing with them. But he said, nine weeks later, he said, you'll get your other set. But he said, the best scenario would be that if you got your first set, and it worked so well, you didn't need the second set. Well, for I, while I'm sitting there in that chair, he's still talking to me, I start praying about that. And when I got my first set, which I still got, I was here on Sunday. I didn't preach, but it could have. I did sing. And when I went back to the dentist, he said, "Well, said how you doing?" I said, "I'm doing great." He said, "What do you mean? You don't have no problems?" I said, "No problems." I said, "I didn't preach Sunday, but I could have." And he said, "He said, well, he said uh, that's amazing." And he said, "I said, doc, you know why that happened?" He said, "Why?" I said, because you don't remember this, but you told me the first time in here, you said the best scenario would be that the first set fits perfect and I don't have any problems with them and I don't even need the second set. I said, Doc, when you said that, I said, I immediately began to pray in this chair and I've been praying every day since then. And he said, praise the Lord! He got a little religious, and I don't even think he's that much religious. My son went in there this week to get a root canal, and the nurse said, "Your dad impressed me." She said, "Why?" She said he come in, and she said that's the best set we've ever made. And she said, uh, "She said I just couldn't believe that he would pray over something that small. Small man, that's major to me." But what I'm saying, you say, I wouldn't have told that. Well, Caleb, you'll find out when you start preaching, you'll have to tell things you don't want to tell or disobey God. You say, why? God's got a way of keeping us humble. Amen? So what I'm saying is pray about everything. Someone told me, said, Brother Rick, You always seem like you're in a good mood. You always seem uh, so joyous. Well, I am for the most part. You say, why? Because the Bible said in John 16, the Lord said, ask what you will. And He said, I'll do it that your joy might be full. I I, I get so many answered prayers that I'm full of joy. Amen. That God is answering prayers. Amen. Nehemiah said, The joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, Wow, well, we got so many weak Baptists. No joy. No joy. Psalm 55, verse 17. The psalmist said, Evening, morning, and noon, thou shalt hear my voice. You say, why do you say it that way? The Jewish day began in the evening. That was his morning. And he said, Evening and morning and noon thou shalt hear my voice. In other words, he said three times a day, God's going to hear from me. We need to pray daily. You say, why? You got a wife? You need to pray. You got a husband? He needs prayer. You got kids? They need prayer. You got grandkids, they need prayer. You got friends, they need prayer. You got family, they need prayer. You got a church, it needs prayer. You got a preacher, he needs prayer. Listen, there's no excuse for somebody not having anything to pray about. You need to pray daily. The Bible said when they passed the law, and they said, you can't pray. And Daniel knew they'd pass the law. And Daniel had a habit of three times a day opening his windows toward Jerusalem and praying. And the Bible said that after they passed that law, Daniel, he just went right about his business. And he didn't care if they'd seen him or not. He opened his window toward heaven three times a day or toward Jerusalem. And he prayed. Amen. Jesus' way. Listen. Just pray daily. Just read your Bible daily, Amen. You see, we worry about all this stuff, and uh, what about uh, what about uh, what about Russia bombing us, or what about uh, what about this, or what about that? What about it? You keep doing about it, Amen. Pray about it, Amen. Right, listen, there ain't no use of praying about something way out there that may never come, and if it does come, you can't do nothing about it anyway. Just read your Bible and pray every day. That's the Jesus way, and day by day. A woman went into a doctor's office, and the doctor gave her some sad news, as they do every day. He said, "Ma'am, you got cancer." He said, it's terminal. She said, Doc, she said, how will I ever get through this? He said, day by day. That's the way to get through life. That's the Jesus way. He said, day by day, amen. Take it as it comes. Pray about it. Read your Bible. Amen. Read your Bible. Okay, look in Acts 5 and verse 42. I fail here worse than anywhere. And he said in verse 42, And daily in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. That's witnessing. Every day they witnessed, they talked to somebody about the Lord. Amen. It's a daily thing. Don't worry so much about seed sowing on Saturday. Just do it every day. Just do it every day. That's what we need to do. We all have opportunity every day. We all around people every day that need to talk, need to hear about the Lord. Amen. Amen. I tell you, I shared this with you back early in the year, and some of you took it to heart. But these, uh, this social media, these cell phones, I'm telling you, that's the greatest tool for reading the Bible there is. You can sit down with your Bible and plug that thing in, and you can read through Genesis, and I follow along with them in the Bible while they read. He can pronounce words I can't pronounce. Uh, uh, but I want to tell you something, when I started that little practice back earlier in the year, I've just uh, listened to whole books of the Bible. I'll uh, just sit down before I go to bed and listen to whole books of the Bible. You say, I'm having trouble sleeping. Try that. The fellow used to come to church here and he said, Pastor, can I talk to you? And I said, Yeah. He, I said, What is it? He said, I've got insomnia. I can't sleep. He said, I've tried everything. I said, Have you tried reading the Bible? He said, no. I said, well, try reading the Bible. It puts most people to sleep after two chapters. And I said, if it don't work, at least you'll get your Bible read through. Amen. Must have worked. He never did come back and say anything else about it. Amen. And I'll tell you what. Jesus said, now are you clean through the words that I have spoken unto you. And Sister Marla When I listen to a whole book of the Bible, any book of the Bible, and I'm taking that in and I'm listening to it, I feel like I've had a bath on the inside. Really. I feel squeaky clean on the inside. And my mind's reprogrammed and a lot of stuff's got deleted and it washed a lot of junk out of my thinking. Try it. Amen. You're supposed to read the Bible daily. We are supposed to pray daily. We are to witness daily. Look what he said here. And daily in the temple and in every house they cease not to teach and to preach Jesus Christ. You see, when we read our Bible, that's God talking to us. When we pray, that's us talking to God. But when we witness, that's us talking to somebody else about God. Boy, our society is greatly suffering today. They need to know about God. Amen. Most of them grew up without any parents, without any church, without any Bible, without any Bible school, without any youth camps. That's why you have the stuff happen like happened this week. Down there where it happened at. I'm telling you, listen, back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, you didn't have all that stuff going on. Amen. When you had the Bible in school, we seen Miss Bobby Evans. She was my sixth grade teacher, and uh, we seen her grave yesterday there at the uh, church down there uh, where she's buried. We seen her grave as we was pulling around. I said, "That's Miss Bobby Evans." I said she used to be my sixth grade teacher. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou knowest my head with all the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You say, why did you quote that? I learned that in Miss Bobby Evans' class. You had to quote it. We wasn't shooting at people. We was quoting the Word of God. You had to She'd talk about the Bible and talk about God and talk about things like that. And I didn't learn that after I become a preacher. I learned that in the sixth grade. That Word of God got in me. Amen. I'm talking about Witnessing to others. And uh, we always have an opportunity to do that every day. And boy, it would help us. And it would help them. And it would help the church. That's how people get to church. Somebody talks to them about God. Somebody talks to them about the Lord. And that's how people sometimes wind up in a place like this. Why? Because somebody witnessed witnesses them about God. We need to witness every day. You say, I'm having a hard, I have a hard time talking to folks. That's what that little rack out there nailed to the wall. It's got all them little papers and things in there. You say, what is it? That's what you call a track. And you can leave them. You can give them. You can hand them out. You can uh, you can uh, you can use them until you get up enough strength to talk. Amen. Amen. Wendy's probably our best track passer outer She passes out a lot of tracks, and I go places, and uh, I always leave tracks. And when I get gas, I always lose lead two things. One, I leave a track in the handle of the gas pump. You say, "What's the other thing?" Joe Biden did this. Yeah, I'm the one stuck all them on there. My wife said they got that on camera. I said they ain't paying no attention to me. Amen. Brian's want to give them to me, so blame him. Amen witnessing, uh, giving out tracts, talking to people about God. We're all cowards at heart. But I know several times where I live that somebody was out there bringing gas or somebody was out there working on the phone or somebody was out there working on the electric and the Holy Ghost said you need to talk to them. Lord, I don't know them. No, they don't know me either. That's why I want you to talk to them. Lord, they look kind of rough. That's all right. I like ruffings. And I can't tell you how many times, Brennan, that they've done their work. They got down the drive, started out of the drive, and I said, Lord, I fail. But if you'll send them back, I will do it. back, back up or turn around. Lord, I really didn't mean that. <laughs> the worst time I ever had, we went on visitation. And we do, you know, you do things, try to get people out. The number one thing to get people out is food. That's why we're having hamburgers and hot dogs on Friday night. But so we said, all the men, we'll all meet at Shoney's. Well, I was the first in there and I pulled up and there's all this Hell's Angel motorcycles all over the parking lot. And these guys sitting there with them jackets on, I'll kill you, you know, and all this stuff. <laughs> sitting there ribbing up their motorcycle and their engines. The Lord said, you want to go on visitation, do you? The Lord said, i put them out there for you. You won't have to go far. You say, "What'd you do?" Well, I swallowed real hard, mustered up the courage, and got a handful of tracks, and I walked over there. And they was uh, all the men; none of the men would take it. As soon as they found out I was a preacher, they went into Shonies like I had a gun. But they were some of the women riding on the back. I seen a woman riding on. I, I shouldn't tell this. I mean, my wife was going down the road the other day and there was this little old guy on a motorcycle and he had a woman on the back that weighed more than a motorcycle. And there was more hanging off than there was on. And I told my wife, I said, don't she look comfortable? <laughs> Amen. The women, they left, but some of the women turned around and come back after the men got in. And they, they said, I'll take one of them. Give out, give out a few tracks. But you know the great lesson the Lord taught me that day? They was as scared of me as I was them. Amen. We need to witness every day for the Lord. Amen. We need to read our Bible daily. We need to pray daily. We need to witness daily. And then the Bible said this over in Luke chapter 9. The Bible said, He said unto them all, He said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me daily. We're supposed to buy our cross daily. You say, what is a cross? I read one time and I like this. It said a cross is anything you're having to bear that you wouldn't have to bear if you wasn't a Christian. In other words, headaches and things like that, that's not really a cross because you'd have them whether you was a Christian or not. But if you go to our young people, thank God for our youth and our youth group and uh, Mandy and Brian, TJ and zeb they're all doing a good job and Amanda and all the youth leaders are doing a great job with our youth and we thank God uh, for them. Amen. It's exciting to see our youth coming in. Amen. I don't know of a better mission field anywhere than the young people. Amen. But some of them young people go off to school and they go off to school and they get ridiculed. They get called names, this, that, and the other. And that's only going to get worse. They wouldn't have that if they was not a Christian. You may have it at work or in your community or wherever you might be. I don't know what your cross is. But we all got one. We need to bear it daily. Amen. Amen. Take up your cross daily and follow me. We go through life. There's some rough things that we go through life. We have to bear them, but if we know the Lord, He's there with us and He'll help us to bear our cross. But we're supposed to bear our own burden. Amen. But if we'll bear our own burden then the Lord will help us. I'm talking about Jesus' way is day by day. Don't try to load a big pile up on your cross that may be ten years down the road. Don't do that. That's why it's so heavy. Take that cross day by day. A lot of the things that we worry about never happen. The majority of them never happen. Amen. Let me give you one more. Over in Hebrews 3, the Bible said, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith today, lest there be any of you of an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, which it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of your sin. We need to exhort each other daily. You say, what's that word exhort mean? That means to strongly encourage or urge somebody to do something. We all need daily exhorting. Amen. You say, what would you exhort somebody about? Well, you might exhort people to go to church. We all uh, sometimes uh, we get in the we get in the rut or whatever, and people drop out of church for depression, discouragement, or whatever it might be. And they need somebody to encourage them. You need to get back in church. You need to go to church. You'll find help in church. You might encourage somebody to get saved. Amen? I bet somebody encouraged you to get saved, the biggest majority of you. Somebody was out there and they encouraged you. I think sometimes we don't use strong enough exhortation. Sometimes we just in and out and think we've done our job. But the Bible said, go out into the hedges and highways and compel them to come in. That word literally means to beg them to come. Exhort. We all need exhorting. You notice what he said, Wherefore as the Holy Ghost saith, there's our word today. I would exhort you today to hear God's voice. You say, what do you mean? Well, the Bible is the Word of God. The Bible is the voice. Last days, God's spoken to us by His Son, who's the Word. So the main way the Lord shall speak to us is through the Word of God. And I would exhort you that if you've heard from God, that you act on it. Amen? I think so many times we hear from God, but we don't act on it. Lord says go to the altar. We don't go. That's why a preacher comes down to the end of the service. That's what he's doing. He's exhorting you. He's strongly urging you to come forward, to obey the Lord, uh, to come pray, to go shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, whatever God's saying to you, do it! You say, why? Because God's using you to exhort somebody else that needs it. Needs it? We could exhort somebody to give a testimony. Why? Because sometimes people get more out of somebody's testimony than they have the preaching that morning. Because somebody's testifying about something that uh, that person is struggling with, and they testify and tell how God helped them, how God gave them strength, and that help that exhort somebody. If God did that for her, God can do that for me. Exhorting. Today, if you hear His voice, harden not your heart. That's an exhortation. Don't let your heart get hard to where you don't hear God no more. And He said, I exhort you daily while it is called today lest at any time you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. I remember years ago when I'm I'm done First man I ever won to the Lord, I won over on a street off of Cleveland where we lived at the time. And I won this older man to the Lord, Brother Roy Norris. And uh, that's a long story and I won't go into all that, but Roy got saved. Several years later he, he kept coming to church and tended where I was at and got baptized and all that. But he died and was having a home coming up the old building. And I was preaching and in my preaching I suddenly stopped. I noticed that there was a man sitting right behind where Brother Richard be sitting up there. And I thought he looks just like Roy Norris. Didn't take me long to figure out that was his boy. And when I got through preaching and we started the invitation, I walked down and went back there to where he was. And shook hands with him. And I said, your dad was the first man I ever won to the Lord. And he said, I know that. And I said, uh, are you saved? And he said, no. I said, wouldn't you like to get saved today? And he said, no. I said, alright, well thank you for coming. I turned around like that to go back up. And he passed me on the way to the altar. Amen. He got saved that morning. And he lived for God. Amen. And uh, you, you say, what happened? Why, well, I exhorted him. It's kind of old-fashioned. People don't like it. But if God leads you to go to somebody, you go if it's God. That's exhorting them. I'll tell you, in our kind of day, they need all the help they can get. Jesus' way is day by day. Amen. Our problem is we try to live too much life in one day. Our problem is we got all, used to all we knew was what was going on in Glasgow. Now we know what's going on in any quarter of the world at any time of the day, 24 hours a day. Our minds, our circuit was not wired to handle that much information. And people are breaking down. You say, What are you saying? Day by day. Just take it day by day. Take no thought of tomorrow. Just get the day took care of and we'll get tomorrow when we get up, if we get up. So, how's your witnessing? How's your Bible reading? How's that cross bearing going for you? How's that that going for you? How's that exhorting? Are you exhorting people, or are you depressive and make them even more depressed? How's that going? Are you saved? The Bible said today is a day of salvation. Ain't no use to worrying about all them revivals. You should have got saved in back yonder. They're gone. They ain't no use to worrying about what's going to be happening down the road and who where revival's going to be. It may never come. Today right. is the day to do it. You say, why? Because today is Jesus' way. Day by day. Father, I thank You this morning for the liberty to preach.